Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Death of Disco. I'm Rebecca Lieb. I'm Jason Horton. And this is Ghost Town. were at White Sox Park for a radio station promotion called Anti-Disco. Between games at tonight's doubleheader, a local disc jockey blew up disco records in center field, and the crowd responded by rushing the field. Police moved in, and it took them a considerable amount of time. A bonfire had been built in the middle of center field. Police tried to clear the unruly crowd, pushed them out, finally got them off the field, although, again, it took a long time, perhaps some arrests. It's hard to tell. Some people appear to be taken into custody. How do you feel about disco? I love it. You do? Yeah, I love disco. You love I mean, disco? It's one of those things that, like, it, those genre of music that I really enjoy, it's like pop music, it's great, but it also, like, makes me go a little crazy, too. It's like the the twinkling and the repetitiousness, and I'm like this coke dusted memory of what once was like what was once like sexy, like oversexed and glamorous. Studio Fifty Four. What are we doing here? You know, that's a perfect answer because <laughs> what we're going to talk about is Disco Demolition Night. Uh oh, yeah, that sounds like it just kind of is still going and it's still healthy and nope. No, no, it was not any of those things. It was a uh, like a promotion for baseball mm-hmm. and a radio station Whoa. together. Whoa! In 1979, peanut butter and jelly. Mm, not no, really. More yeah, like, like uh, cottage cheese and Schlitz. I'd say like peanut butter and double A batteries. Oh, which is a classic. <laughs> you didn't like cottage cheese and, sl- and Schlitz? <laughs> yeah, oh, I oh. guess that's good too. <laughs> In 1979 at Kaminsky Park in Chicago. So we're going back to... We're going back to my neck of the woods. Now, I want to kind of talk a little bit about disco in general first. Like a tiny bit about disco to kind of frame at least my thoughts on the music, which uh, although I wasn't... I was alive during disco. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, you know, really aware... You were a father of three... (laughs) Two wasn't that I was a child, yeah. But I was very aware of it, but I wasn't like really contributing to it, mm-hmm. and I wasn't really experiencing the same way other people were. But my kind of taken of just being a, like a fan of music and how sometimes a a genre of music is an answer to 
what's going on in the world. Yeah. I'm, honestly, I think it's all, it's kind of always like that. It's, too. Always, yeah. it's always like that. And an answer to what went on before musically, like a yeah. reactionary it's thing. It's just very, very much like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, the like 60s, uh, folk rock, counterculture is an answer mm-hmm. to you know, pol- politics and war. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that disco was sort of a response to one, people just want to have a good time. Music in the 70s was very dominated by rock music, mm-hmm. but also a lot of AM radio. Yeah, and political, and it was very, yeah. And then, I mean, also like disco, it's like we were getting into the late 70s, early 80s, too. Yeah. And it was becoming more of a, a money culture, you know, not so much like Hall & Oates style. Sure, but the, the, you know, the kind of, the economy was still really depressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was, you know, punk rock and then, you know, the the kind of like art music movement of, Mm. you know, say New York City. Yeah. And then New Wave would happen as almost a response to like your disco almost went to like they took that and made it into New Wave. Well, in 1979, there was a real divide between people that like like rock and roll mm-hmm. and, you know, music with like, quote unquote, substance, mm-hmm. which is sometimes debatable. Sometimes it is sometimes yeah. it isn't. A lot, also a lot to of, say, it's so reductive because disco was like the pop music of that time, yeah. which I think it's easy for us to be like, oh, pop music doesn't have a substance, you know, when it's just a different style and form of expression. Oh. Well, there was a huge divide because disco was really dominating. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was dominating the radio stations mm-hmm. and, you know, a lot of radio stations, you know, the programming changes. So mm-hmm. there's sometimes a, a real pushback. You know, we've seen that in radio yeah. stations that we like where they're just like, yeah, we're going to play like cool, like, you know, whatever punk or alternative is like now mm-hmm. it's going to be nothing like that at yeah. all. And you get people get burned, but, you, you know, the people follow the money or whatever it is. And I feel like people blamed disco on a lot of it and also represented things like fun excess yeah glamorousness glamorousness um, in a time that maybe again was just getting on its feet emptiness mm. vapid yeah uh, and and people and hot hot beats hot hot beats that not everyone was uh not everyone was on board with yeah and they found a time to they're like well let's make Uh-oh, the, most the of disco it. police oh well, the helicopter <laughs> i feel like this helicopter is literally it's in. our mascot now i was gonna in say the room? usually i was like as a there are so many helicopters. Yeah. Has I there th- been a time that we recorded where there is not, not lately. a helicopter? Not lately. This area is getting more dangerous or safer? I don't know. Anyway, Echo Park, everybody. Yes. Echo Park Risings this weekend. It's going to be very happening. Yeah. Speaking of happening, disco. Yeah. And I think people were like, well, okay. It's a real like hotbed. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's maximize the potential. Yeah. And Disco Demolition Night was one of those things. And it is a, well, there's a huge also warning. There's a little bit of politics involved, uh, socio, socio-political. But a lot more fun. But a ton of fun, too. Not No, this oh. is going to be no, zero no, fun. It's no one be, dies. No one gets hurt. No one no dies. Drugs. Probably plenty of drugs. <laughs> and the peanut butter battery sandwiches and the Schlitz and cottage cheese are, are a plenty. It was a promotion that, you know, a radio station was like, you know, we don't, we're mad about what's going on with disco kind of playing radio stations. an alliteration. Yeah. And And the the Chicago White Sox were like, we need to drum up some biz. Oh, and they're like, let's team up. So basically they were like, we're going to have a promotion where we are going to destroy disco records. Whoa. At this baseball game. Not even using them as a... As a cup holder or a decorative bowl or a hat. Not at all. Or... 
Whoa. just meant to be blown up. So mm-hmm. Thursday, July 12, 1979 in Kaminsky Park in Chicago, Illinois. It went, it was a, a riot. You know wow. I love riots. You when I hear the word riot, it's just like sign like, me up. You perk up. I perk up and if, then I perk right back down. Yeah, exactly. I perk right <laughs> back wanna, down. If you want to capture Jason's attention, just shout riot. Yeah. Somewhere crowded. He'll perk right up. So there was a, uh, it was blown up on the field. There was a, a doubleheader mm-hmm. between the White Sox and the Tigers. And, you know, they needed more people in seats. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what do we do? And I feel like radio stations were very, especially in like the 70s and 80s, like were in a different way prevalent. Because now it's like, you know, the internet is kind of what makes radio kind of prevalent in promotion mm-hmm. of things. Or yeah. they're like, we're, you know, we're already at this concert where a radio station would do some weird kind of crazy stunt or promotion that you really don't get away with yeah. these days. The problem is we're going to discuss is that in what became like, we're just going to blow up some disco records, Yeah, really became a kind of like under the microscope of like, what does this really mean? Where mm-hmm. people are like, is this an attack on... African-American culture, mm-hmm. you know, the Latin culture, mm-hmm. uh, the gay culture. Yeah. And that's the debate. There's still the kind culture. of a debate. Nobody cared about the litter. The, <laughs> glitter. Oh, I think it's like glitter. Oh, glitter. <laughs> glitter. Cl- I think they said, first I they said litter, and I was like, oh, wow, you're really, you're litter just like. Yeah, you know what, it's just uh, equal rights. And sh- 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 what's up with all the litter bugs? <laughs> you're just. <laughs> I take a stand on things. I can get political, too. Yeah, yeah you, don't want any, uh, you don't want any litter bugs. No litter bugs. You heard it here first. So it as it started, it was like, listen, we're gonna we're gonna blow up some records. I mean, people were just like things like Saturday Night Fever. Really, I think mm-hmm. is really what. Have you it seen was, Saturday Night Fever recently? N- have I? I think I've seen some of it recently. Oh my god, I saw it in Hollywood Forever in the in the park with a friend of mine who was coming into L.A. And Hollywood Forever screens these movies. It's really fun. You drink wine, eat cheese. It's great. But I we were watching, and Saturday Night Fever is so dark. There's like suicide, rape, drugs, depression. And so we were watching this and this torrent of cockroaches just like came and flooded our picnic area. That's what I think of when I think of Saturday Night Fever. Well, I think that is one of the things that really visually represented disco and kind of what the change and what was wrong. And it was just Mm -hmm. very, a lot of excess. Yeah. And I I think a lot of people were like, where's, you know, where's our rock and roll? Yeah. Like where it at? It's like MTV. You know, now MTV was just like, no, now we literally just do like reality shows. Like we don't really play music anymore. Yeah. And it kind of happens. You don't realize things are happening. And some people were like, I'm not crazy about. So it's like, what do we do? So Steve Dahl, Mm-hmm. Who was a a shock jock? He was the radio station was ninety seven point nine WLUP. Oh, <laughs> lup it up, y'all! With the zoot, <laughs> <laughs> Steve, I'm in a line. And then there's like a, a female DJ who's like, "You guys, yeah, like, you I, guys are crazy. You guys it's are crazy. Like, I have to deal with you, Cheryl. Yeah, shut it. You can't, you can't rein us Ugh, in. Don't even try. We're the boys." So Dahl was like, listen, you can get into the park for 98 cents if you bring a disco record. Also, the problem with I wonder is- if it's something like on the fringe of disco would qualify, like something that's more, you know, like, I don't know, maybe a little bit. What's on the fringes of disco? Well, I would say, I mean, it's not even, it's probably inspired by, but like, you know, R&B, yeah. soul. Is that? that was, yeah, that was brought in there. And that's where it was- the race. 
stuff. Yes, yeah. where people are like, the argument is, is that there is a there's a black person on this album cover. Yeah, close enough. Mm-hmm. And and the argument is, is that this guy Steve Dahl, he's you know racist or he's homophobic, and that mm-hmm. was the purpose. And I, I mean, obviously, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I want to have a really fair middle of the road. I honestly have having this kind of like really strange kind of like kind of being like kind of pulled from one side to the other mm-hmm. in in the original intent. I'm just going to, for argument's sake, I'm going to assume the intent was I just want to be a jerk that blows up records and make yeah. a huge thing. Yeah. I never had no, we're in Chicago. We're in 1979. Well, I've read a lot of comments on a lot of message boards. I want to mm-hmm. see what the conversation was. And people were like, how can this be about racism? Doesn't make any sense. As if, just as if no one in Chicago at this particular game during 1979 could possibly be racist in the first place. People were like, what? There's just, how are people getting racism out of this? Mm-hmm. The thing is that the intent, I'm going to I'm going to assume the intent was, I'm going to say good, because I'm not really into like burning like books or oblivious. blowing up records. Yeah. Whether it was Beatles records or... Yeah. Anything like okay. I just don't I'm just not like a huge I think it's such an like burning or destroying a piece of art even if you hate it is such a statement yeah. on culture it's kind of, yeah it's really hard for me to parse those things yeah it's it, it's and I'm trying to I'm trying to be fair with it I'm trying mm-hmm. to be impartial kind of hard because I number one I I know that human beings have the capability of being racist and homophobic. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the, this could have been a regular game. They could have had, you know, Boston playing or, you know, what I mean? yeah. they, you know, or maybe not, I don't know if Steely Dan, they don't really play live that much, but whatever. Steely Dan, there's a possibility one homophobic person's there. I mean, yeah. that's just, that's just statistic. And it's not hard to believe that people can be shitty. Mm-hmm. So even if your intentions are good, people could be there and, when I think there's a thing like a riot or there's kind of a mass hysteria a little bit, people's, you know, the kind of the worst parts of them might come out. Yeah. You know, I heard a, I mean, I haven't gotten into this that much yet, but I, I remember, and I, I honestly was trying to find this piece of information where I believe there was a guy and he's either, he's either Puerto Rican or he's African American and he was working at the, the park. Mm-hmm taking tickets, selling hot dogs. I don't know what he was doing. He was literally just working there. And people were running around with like, you know, these records and they like a whole bunch of people like kind of stopped and looked at him as if like you, you're the, you're the reason that like, you're the reason why we're doing this. So it crossed lines and that's part of the problem. And, you know, 40 years later, because now we're, now we're 40 years later, a lot of reflections going on Mm -hmm. back to it. And there's just... It's, you know, it's a black eye on, you know, I'd say baseball and because it's a stunt, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be too sensitive about doing some like stunt blowing up disco records, yeah but it really, it really was more than that. But I'm not going to say that the intention was, listen, we do not like gays and we do not like, we're, we're white supremacists. So let's use this opportunity to do that. Yeah. I don't believe that. Yeah. But I do believe that lines were blurred yeah. because when you start bringing, you know, an OJ's record or, yeah. you know, a John Coltrane record, yeah. they're like close enough. That's not. Nah, close. not close yeah. enough. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I don't think it was just that. I think it's, it's an obliviousness of that time, like cultural insensitivity that became yeah. that, and with a riot and with destroying things 
became bigger than it was. Yeah. Because I know, I remember being like, I remember being indoctrinated with like, yeah, disco sucks. Mm -hmm. Especially because, you know, we're into like punk rock and, you know, like 70s rock. And in the 80s, I was like, you know, it's a new wave or whatever. And disco always sucked, even though there's like, and then there was a resurgence in the late 90s where I was like, disco. And I was like, like everything. And I was like, but some of it is good. Yeah. It's fun. You You know, you can exist on both. You can enjoy both things for different reasons. I Will Survive is a great, Mm -hmm. great song. It is, for me, like, not tired. Even mm-hmm. looking back now, and I, so many people cover it because the lyrics are so good. Mm-hmm. And it's just a good song. There's some songs just fall into that disco category. Like, I remember Kiss, a lot of pushback, because Kiss had essentially a disco album yeah. at that point. So you saw people kind of getting, you know, kind of feeling the pressure of, like, well, we, we got to do a disco record. Yeah. Uh, what is this? What are we going to do? I got to yeah. do. Like, whereas some, like, rock bands were like, well, we got to put rap in some of our songs. We got to need mm-hmm. a DJ. A DJ. Yeah. <laughs> How exactly. do we not have a DJ, guys? Come yeah. on. We're not going to succeed. Yeah. It's 1998. <laughs> we're freaking out. Yep. So there was a little bit of that. So I understand that, even though looking back, I do think some of disco does suck, but it's on a case-by-case basis. And yeah. I think some of it is good. And also, like, let people just do what they want to listen. I don't yeah. want to. Yeah. Also, like, every... You know, Everything genre yeah. has something that sucks. Absolutely, that rules. And you know? disco has a lot of great stuff. Well, they were hoping that hope for a crowd of twenty thousand, mm-hmm. uh, which is five thousand more than they usually get. Mm-hmm. They got fifty thousand. Whoa! Do you see where the expectation was? Like, God, we hope we get just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. They got a lot more. Yeah. And I think it was the idea of watching things get blown up, it like almost like it's a monster truck rally. Yeah. Was happening. And Steve Dahl, he dressed almost kind of like an army guy, like mm-hmm. kind of like a foe. Oh, kind man. Of, yeah. It's, it's like tone it's, deaf, you know? It, it's, it's a little, good. yeah, it's a little bit. It just is not a good look. He still kind of defends his point of view that, you know, he was like, listen, it was, it went out of control. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of things that, you know, could have been better and we could have planned it a lot better, which is a lot of hindsight. He's mm-hmm. like, but I'm, you know, I'm not racist. I'm not a homophobe or you no, know, it doesn't make me that, you know, I don't know what he really is. And yeah. he, what he's saying is this event did not make him that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what, okay. I don't know what his take is. And there's still a lot of, a lot of people, it's still a lot of people are just kind of like, it's uh, most people that weren't there. Yeah. Some people were there. Mm-hmm. Some people weren't there. I have did a little bit of research. I found some conversations because we're talking about 1979, but a mm-hmm. lot of people are just kind of looking back and somebody's, a lot of people are like, well, you weren't there. How, how could you say it's, you know, there was a commentary on anything other than we just want to blow up some disco records. And, and other people are like, well, how do you know? Yeah. You weren't there, especially you weren't there as like a, you know, a Puerto Rican, a black, Asian or what, yeah. not white. Yeah. You weren't out there. I mean, you could come from that area. Yeah. Right. I'm sure you've know people and know stories and a lot of other met- metropolitan cities around the world, non-metropolitan. It's not that hard to believe, too. Yeah. And I just think the White Sox, like, also are probably like, this is a, a very kind of popular, you yeah. know, you think with the White Sox, like, this is apparently a very popular thing. I'm not speculating. I don't really know much about the White Sox. Mm-hmm. But maybe you're terrified. I mean, I don't know. It's hard. It feels so, it's just like, to me, it feels very white. And I mean, the fact that they're called the White Sox, the fact that there's a White Sox. I don't know. (laughs) You know, it's like it's a very segregated city. I think white culture really is enthusiastic about baseball in Chicago. So I feel like it's like a lot of these things become a perfect storm. Sure. There's a lot of pride. I understand that. Yeah. Like you also like love your team. I I don't I I think it's mostly oblivious. I don't think people had it. From what you're saying, I don't think there's there was a a big, you know, racist agenda. behind. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, you can looking back, you're like, all right. You know, so what they did was they collected records mm-hmm. and people are, of course, throwing yeah. like it's 
the last thing you want to have are are LP records being or you know seven inch records or thirty forty fives being thrown around. Mm-hmm. That's like a lot of what's well, a lot of litter. Yeah, which we know that don't, don't like litter. You do not like litter bugs. I make it two syllables. So uh, they blew up the records, uh-huh. and which is and then right after that. Just people started storming the field, and then wow. the riot police were called. Yeah. Which is not part of it. No. Which is not something they probably anticipated, but, you know, I think everyone hopes for... <sighs> I wonder uh, what they did hope for from this. Like a, like a nice, peaceful, like, fuck you disco moment? Like, what did they think was going to happen? I was, I'm probably thinking it's, you know, of the, I mean, I think the White Sox were like, we want people in the sea, we want yeah, more people to show money. up. Understandable. Yeah. Get it. It's, it, it's a, you know, there's a kind of end goal mm-hmm. and there's a bottom line there. And radio stations are like, I, I'm sure there's a lot of competition in radio. And yeah. they're like, we want to make a big splash so maybe mm-hmm. the creative control we might be able to hold on to yeah because we've now have a, a lot of great publicity i guess yeah depending on how yeah depending on how you, you look at it that um, makes sense yeah. I mean, again and the sentiment of hating disco felt like a very cool statement at the time yeah. but again destroying it's like we, we're gonna build this brick wall in the middle of the stadium and everyone's gonna destroy it <laughs> yeah just we're gonna put on <laughs> you know? helmets and we're just gonna smash yeah, our heads it'll together. be fun it'll be fun you guys but the second game was initially postponed, but then mm-hmm. ended up being forfeited by the White Sox the next day by order of the American League. Ooh. Yeah. Disco night happened and may have helped the decline of disco. Hmm. Because in 1979, now we're, the tides are turning a little bit. That's right. You know, like, yeah, Blondie is, you know, has a little bit of disco and a little bit of rap in her songs. Mm-hmm. But I think things are moving towards, you know, kind of the, the 80s become a little more like, obviously, rap, rap music is, yeah. is you know. That's right. You know, Fat Five Freddy and, and Grandmaster Flash and, and all those. Yeah. Should lot we of, take a little like, break right now? When we, as we transition? Oh, as soon as I get into rap music, you're like, oh, I know. You're going to yeah. you're gonna be completely unhinged. <laughs> yeah, let's, stay, let's, stay, let's take a little, a, little, a little break. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey. So before we get into more rap music, which mm-hmm. I know, and littering, we if you look on our Patreon, mm-hmm. you will find a limited edition Patreon tier. How fun is that? Let me tell you something. We've never been more fun than what we are right now. <laughs> We're at peak fun. We are stumbling through the last days of disco, but before we get back to it, we are we are going to give you a gift. The universe <laughs> is going to give you a gift. Yeah. You just have to find it. Yeah. You just have to be open. Open your heart to it. And by that, type patreon.com slash ghost town pod and then check out the tier where you can get our new enamel pins, our first piece of merchandise. 
for first. a limited time. The first. We, I crunched the numbers. We will not be making any money from it. <laughs> no, no. Jason was, he had a, a big calculator with like one of those rolling papers and he had that just, little uh, visor. visor yeah. He was just going at it. You know, he was like, how do we make money? And I'm like, stop. We don't make money. We give oh, the people what they want. Yeah. I was the hero. Yeah, you were the hero. <laughs> but we wanted to make the tier $6.66. <laughs> so with the cost of the pin and uh-huh. the materials, and I think you're going to put some, might be put some free goodies yeah, in some of them. Yeah, there might be some goodies in Might there. be some extra, know. extra goodies. Mm-hmm. We might, probably might even lose a couple of cents on each one, but yeah. we are excited for people we to have care, it. We don't care, baby. Yeah, we've been, we love, we're very good at losing money. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I would say we're semi-professional at it. Yeah. I we'll mean, do we're... it quickly and we'll do it efficiently. <laughs> efficiently and we'll never... Like every time we do something, I see hear the sound of a toilet flushing. <laughs> and our money and time just going down it. But check uh, out the Patreon. Please if, do. If you want to help support us. Also with that tier, you get all the... Bo- there's like got to be 20 bonus episodes. Oh, all the bonies. Yeah, there's so many good... We got some nice haunted ones in oh, there right now. We got some ones. We're having fun. We're having, having fun. We're having. If you're not, like, you're not. Okay, we are. Yeah, we're having we are. a lot of fun, and you know what? We want to bring you along for the ride. And it helps support us. We mm-hmm. some of the editing costs when we're not losing money. Yeah, we are submitting to some festivals. We are. We are. I'm watching a lot of the Hills reruns, not the new one, but the reruns, which doesn't help us at all. No, it doesn't. It just and I thought I'd mention my. You know, people people were clamoring for more personal life stuff. So there's a little something for you all. We have some. Messages, nice messages. And to the people that have gave us a favorable review on Apple Podcast, thank you. Thank you. For I taking love the you. time. I love you. We appreciate it. Even if, you know, it's it's just an honest review, we'll take it. We appreciate we'll your take time. It. Thank you so much. It really does. It helps help. us. Yeah. It helps when people see it and they're like, oh, this has, yeah. <laughs> you know. More people have their eyes and ears on this, yeah. even if they are disgusted by what they have just experienced and that's okay and we have a lot of great feedback from our instagram which is yeah, ghost town pod please we got, we got some nice stuff uh Luzi in the sky on instagram hello hands down one of my favorite and one of the best podcasts out there i love the banter between you two and i personally love hearing about y'all's personal life well there you go no, Lee, there you no, go no, are you sure you're I, just got a, I just got a text from a guy that i went on one date with which no. we talk about now or later uh, much later <laughs> The, the, in fact, the, the, the microphone won't even be here. That's that's when we'll do that. Maybe we'll get back into that. Wow. we got to earn the people's trust again. Okay, okay, we'll do it, we'll do it. And she's she appreciates what you guys do. I love it. You can make an episode on ghost towns in Texas. I'm ready. We're ready. Oh, P.S. Please don't censor Rebecca. Let the woman curse. Thank you. Finally, someone gets me. Finally. You know? Yeah. It's just like I'm struggling. I'm trying to find myself in this crazy podcast world. Uh, Lucy in the Sky gets me. And Drum J8 says, hello, I'm loving the pod. Not sure if you're interested, but if you Google Balete Drive and or White Lady, (gasps) it could be a Yeah, it could be a potential episode. My cousins traumatized me with stories in the Philippines when I was a kid. They scare me to this day. And Drum J8 actually gave us a very kind review Mm. on Apple Podcasts. So Thank you for that. Thanks yeah. for the feedback. Thank you very, very much. We so appreciate it. Yeah. We need it. We feed off of it. We need it. We're not here without you. All right. Back to racism. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We got Shake we got it off. Shake, we the, got it. We shake got the, the kindness, niceness community off. We got we got to get we got to get back to it. So your disco was kind of really about to fl- it was about to flame out, but it was still holding on. And this was mm-hmm. one of those things that kind of helped yeah. culturally do that. Although I think just times changing, you know, excess, like, uh, you know, please like studio 54 and mm-hmm. then, you know, disease and drugs and crime and all those things in a lot of, a lot of 
kind of pushback on fun. Yeah. There was a price to pay we all kind of found yeah. out. I mean, you got to pay do. the piper. You're going to be tone deaf white people gathered together to uh, forecast the death of disco to make money. Something bad might happen. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people had pushback on it and, and were very critical of it anyway. So there was, there was, there was a lot of things going on, but yeah, and things, things like the village people mm-hmm. was probably, I'd say, a prime example of, yeah. of all these things happening at once. Radio stations were, were switching over and people were either being like, great. Oh, you know, somebody might be like, oh, great. I love this new format. Most people are like, I listen to this radio station for a reason. And then according to Steve Dahl, the DJ, they were they were in a war in quote dedicated to the eradication of the dreaded musical disease known as disco <laughs> leading up to dis- they were really kind of like really milking it. Oh man. Yeah. I love how much anger is focused on this genre of just innocuous pop music. Yeah. He Steve Dahl also had his own song do you think I'm disco because I spend so much time blow drying out my hair? Do you think I'm disco because I know the dance steps, learn them all at Fred Astaire from the Steve Dahl song, Do You Think I'm Disco? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Which is a kind of a do you think I'm sexy. Yeah. And there was anti-disco things going on in other parts yeah. of the world. This wasn't the only, this wasn't the only place yeah. that, that, that this was happening. It's just really kind of like this is was a when I mean, you got fifty thousand people, it's a real powder a powder cake. So he, yeah, he was in army fatigues. He had a helmet. He was like in a jeep. So mm-hmm. it was like this whole kind of like military vibe going on, which yeah. really gets people's like. Yeah. You got baseball. You got military. Yeah, like hyper Americanized white masculinity. Yeah. And to quote Adal, he yelled the crowd. He's like, "This is now officially the world's largest a- a- anti disco rally." Now listen, we all took the disco records you brought tonight, we got them in a giant box, and we're going to blow them up real good. Oh, because don't blow them up bad, because that, that's like half a blown up box. Or, what or they, what do they become like a more solidified? Like, yeah, they become gold yeah. and become more powerful. They blew it up. There was, tore a hole in the outfield grass. Uh, there was five, uh, thousands of people are running out in into the field. Things started to get... Things started to get pretty chaotic. Uh, the White Sox had to, you know, I think it's the the first time that a a game in history got forfeited. Wow. Yeah, there was a, a pretty pretty big like it was a pretty big statistically baseball thing that happened, which I'm not super familiar with, as you can wow, as you can probably like, tell. That was that, a, that's a real backfire, though. It's yeah, like, it's oh, just, we're gonna kill disco. How about disco kills baseball? Yeah, how about was, disco uh, bites back, baby? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm and. I think the you know the White Sox kind of like are there's some articles that are kind of like re celebrating it, hmm. and some people are like this was not like this wasn't this wasn't a good thing, yeah. don't do it. Hindsight, but, this was not a good thing. So I got I got a couple of I got a couple of quotes. I mean you know Steve right. Dahl went on you know went to write a book and he he it was called Disco. Still, I love it. I mean hate it. I hate it. Yeah, and he's still kind of and uh, kind of like a. Uh, away like it's just the the optics was like still not great even mm-hmm. though he's like no but the fact that like i'm sticking by the fact that like i'm right and, and people yeah, are like, yeah so many people do that where it's like how about you just be a man and be like yeah. you know what 
It didn't work out, yeah. really. And, uh, Detroit, Detroit down. won the, the first game four to one, by the way. Oh. Of the two games. The other game, uh, the next game got. Fuck you, got, Chicago, and your Chicago sports and your rabbits, yeah. Chicago that sports where culture. From? Is that your, no, that's, that's, Milwaukee. Yeah, that's still like, I want to say. Milwaukee's like, pretty like that too, but but it's a, I mean, it's our rival, you know? Yeah, okay. like, especially, you know, when we're out here doing comedy, everyone from Chicago is like, yeah, Chicago, Chicago's the best thing, deep dish pizza. But it's like, go home then. Yeah. I don't know. Like, you hate LA so much, you want to go back but to I, your I mean, I like, rigid winters. I like deep dish pizza though. Yeah, it's good. I don't want to like. No one hates dip, deep dish pizza. Yeah, we, we love the deep dish pizza so I, I got some quotes from some people that were there yeah. this is from npr vince lawrence was a, a then teenager he was an usher at the event he was uncomfortable being one of the only one of the only black people at the stadium i can imagine um, and remember that the fans were just bringing lps by black artists uh, tyrone davis mm-hmm. curtis mayfield otis clay God. records that were just not disco yeah, you look at it, you're like, like this like, is not playing yeah. as day not disco just black artists and whatever the intent this is obviously not just about disco but about the simmering racial resentment Nile Rodgers, great mm-hmm. producer, mm-hmm. he said that it felt to us like a Nazi book burning. Damn. Now, this I'm, is I'm America. I'm revising my idea now, because initially I was like, they just are oblivious white guys. But yeah. now I'm like, man, maybe not. This is a Nazi book burning. This is a, uh, this is America, home of jazz and rock. Very. The thing is, like, you know, people are like, what happened to the rock and roll? The rock, rock and roll came yeah. from that, from R&B, yeah. from soul. Oh, yeah. You know, not... Not Bill Haley, Haley and the Comets, yeah, all right? Yeah. Come, <laughs> Come on, on everyone, get, out, get of out of town. Get out of get here out of town. That. Take this picnic uh, elsewhere. It felt to us like a Nazi book burning. This is America, home of jazz and, and rock, and people are now afraid to even say the word disco. I remember thinking, we're not even a disco group. So I looked at a c- couple of people's reactions mm-hmm. from like a, a Medium article. Grady Broyles said, bullshit, it wasn't racist. Most of the records that were destroyed that day were not disco. They were soul and R&B. You weren't dissing a single genre. You were dissing all the genres of popular black music that weren't rock. God, that is very crazy that it was just like mostly black artists mm-hmm. at a dis. I mean, like like black R and B artists at yeah. this disco burning rally. Yeah, I'm rethinking what I said earlier in this podcast. Too late. Oh, I'm not gonna. You, I'm not gonna cut it and printed it. Yep, it's already all out right. there. Jesus. Uh, Brandon Petrick says uh, we should probably separate. Saying uh, to it's Steve Dahl's media article, we should probably separate what your intentions were with what. Some many of the participants turned it into, you know, mm-hmm. kind of saying your intentions and the result are two different things. Mm-hmm. He said, My father was there, he distinctly remembers there being a very anti gay and racist vibe. Who's this? I'm sure that was there, in even if you showed up there for a regular game, because yeah. that happens. Not, yeah. I'm not saying it's because of Chicago, I'm saying it's just because it's, I am. It's 19, okay, well, it's 1979 <laughs> and it's 2019. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what are we talking about here? If I went back in time, it's like in 40 years, it doesn't, it gets sort of better, but not really. It's debatable. Yeah. It's, it's like, hard to remember say. Remember Donald Trump? Yeah. <laughs> He's our president. He's now. like, no, I don't remember. They're like, <laughs> we kind of know him. Didn't he go to Penn? Isn't he some New York bankrupt guy? Yeah. No, well, not yet. Not yet. He was, oh, that was the 80s. Maybe. What was he doing then? I don't know. I don't know. Eating a hamburger. I don't know what yeah. he's doing. Mm. Says my father was there. I remember being anti-gay and racist. Vibe. Uh, that vibe may not have come your way. You may have much more direct things to worry about, but it doesn't change how apparently so many people repurposed the event. So that's the divide. Forty years later, some mm-hmm. people saying like, "Oh, remember this crazy thing that like the stunt the White Sox pulled and like mm-hmm. how much disco sucks." And really, disco is still has a stigma. Yeah. I feel like it's almost you know it's like a, like a one hit wonder, vapid, kind of like shiny and glittery. Yeah, it is. And, it's very and, glamorous, like 
yeah, like uh, I think about this picture of my mom who was very into disco. Ooh. Yeah, it, she and she has like this like golden sparkly shirt and like really tight pants. She has like the long and you know, like flip like a uh, yeah. It was like Charlie's Angel style. Yeah. Well, why don't we Why don't we finish this up and I'll play some uh, audio from this not racist, not homophobic. Mm. Uh, I'm winking. You see me winking? Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> this. <laughs> oh, listen for yourself. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> How about the Bee Gees? Oh, I see. Okay. Well, listen, we took all the disco records that you brought tonight. We got them in a giant box. And we're going to blow them up real good. Hey, it's because of you that this is happening tonight, okay? Not because of us. We're merely a vehicle for your thoughts. Disco sucks! Disco sucks! Disco sucks! Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs, or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.